0: Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now, and I'm here today with Robert Hamilton from the rock group, The Hamiltons. Hey, Robert.
1: Hey, what's happening? How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing fabulous. How about you?
1: Wonderful. Glad to be here.
0: <laughs> I'd like to say welcome back, Robert.
1: Thanks for having me back. It's uh, a pleasure and an honor.
0: Well, when you were here last year, you had just released your album In Cranford We Trust, which is dedicated to your childhood friend, Cranford Hamilton. So, for those of us who are in the audience and don't know about the Hamiltons, why don't you give us the backstory? Absolutely,
1: it'd be my pleasure. Cranford Hamilton Nix, Nix was his last name, um, was my very best friend. And how I met him was very simple. He came up to me in high school and said that I was a star and that he was going to help me help me become one. And I said, I, what are you talking about? I don't play anything. And he's like, not yet. And so <laughs> I started a, a fast friendship and he took me over to his dad's uh, apartment building that his dad had built and they lived in one of the apartments. And... We started uh, playing some old records from the 50s. Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, um, Bill Haley in the Comets, things like that. Um, the Summertime Blues, he escapes me right now, but uh, Eddie Cochran. And then we graduated to the 60s to the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, and various other like one-hit wonders. And the whole point of that was it <laughs> showed me how melodies, and uh, music went together with simple chords that you don't need to be um, a Rhodes Scholar to create good music. You just need to have it in you. And in order for it to be to come out of you, you just need to know a few basic uh, rules of the game. And so we worked for days, weeks, months, um, off and on working on these chords, and, and we immediately just started writing our own songs. And I was the only one that Cranford ever wrote with. And um, I'm very grateful to this day for for him and his friendship to me. He brought a lot of bright light into myself at a time when there wasn't a lot. So it gave me hope and inspiration. And all these years later, he's passed away 13 years ago. The, The In Cranford We Trust record, which was released last year, was a wave, a tip of the cap for me to say thank you and so what I did is I took a bunch of his old demos that were on cassette tapes some of us remember those <laughs> most, most of our uh, most of our people watching this m- may not but its precursor to a compact disc a little tape and I had two little holes and anyway we had a little jam box at the time <clears throat> before iPods and um, and whatnot, and uh, and we just uh, worked on these songs, and and the songs that I actually picked for the record were his songs, and so I just kind of finished them for him, and that was uh, that was a year ago, and when it was released a little over a year ago on January seventeenth, two thousand fourteen, which was his birthday, and then. This year, we released Angels in Love on January 11th, which is my birthday.
0: That's such a touching story. Ah, thank, you. thank you. As you mentioned, your latest CD, Angels in Love, that you released in January on your birthday, was also released to Ray Reviews. Congratulations!
1: Thank you so much. We've had a lot of really good press. Um, being an independent artist, it can be very challenging. Um, but you know the good thing about it is, if you work really hard and get your name out there, and your material's good, um, your product, which obviously music, which our songs are really good, we've gotten some really good reviews um, from several different magazines. Shutter Sixteen Magazine, uh, they were blown away by it. We've had, uh, we've been approached by really a lot of different publications. Um, that uh, have given us really good reviews. We actually had a local guy here, Gary Graff, who's a, a national uh, writer. He's very esteemed. He he reviewed our record and he really liked it. Um, and he did a write up before we did our CD release party at uh, at um, Callahan's, which is a local place, very esteemed club by the way, where a lot of national uh, like Johnny Winters played there, and you know when he was alive and And um, Jimmy Vaughn, Stevie Ray's brother, plays there every time he comes through. So it's a real hard place to get into. And, you know, we sold it out. We, you know, unfortunately, there was people that were turned away. They couldn't get in. Um, So uh, we've gotten really good reviews locally and on the national level. And internationally, we've had a couple of people add songs off our record to their playlist. A, A gentleman in Italy who runs a jazz station, which we're the farthest thing from jazz, but... Blues jazz rock and roll. I think if it's What well, if it's from your heart and from your soul then you can relate to people in different genres and and it's honest And and so that's what people get out of our music and especially this angels in love record
0: And I know you have a copy there, so why don't you put it up to the camera so we can see
1: Sure got it right set up what we have here move up a little bit
0: show you it says the
1: Hamilton's. It's kind of hard to read. We can't
0: see it. You gotta hold it up to the camera. High, higher, higher. Yeah. Down, uh, down, down. Right, down. right about there. there. Yeah. All right. Well it's
1: a diagram, <laughs> Cynthia, and you can hardly see you have to really look at it, but it's the same thing up upside down is right side up as forwards is backwards. That's
0: what's great about the CD cover. Okay, it, pull it straight back just a little bit. Let's see if we can tell. Oh yeah, there you go, cool. Yeah. So anyway,
1: with that being said, I'll get back into the picture. Um, with the Ambiogram, it's really neat. It kind of invokes um, some old like 70s style, which is really the, the what we were going for with this record and this recording. Rock and roll the way it was meant to be. Rock and roll that made you smile when you heard it. Rock and roll that helped you to tap your toe and forget about your problems, even though the singer might be singing about problems. And Cranford all taught me, Cranford Hamilton Knicks taught me that in order to be successful as a songwriter, you have to be true and you have to be an artist. You don't necessarily need to be the best singer, you have to just write a song. That people can relate to, and um, the Hamiltons recently opened for Rick Springfield, and Rick Rick was a great, great guy to talk to. His songs are autobiographical, which is why he sold twenty-five million records. Even though it's he's long been, like in the top forty, but he's still he's still making the rounds, still touring regularly, and he's got avid fans. And the reason why his songs are still around is because they're real. That's what we have here. Highly doubtful we're gonna sell 25 million records, but what we do have are songs that I've lived these songs, and Cranford lived some of a couple of them. A couple of them are from back when it's him and me, but a lot of these songs are songs that I've lived, and I've lived in actually more recently, um, which is kind of eerie. <laughs> so hopefully people out there will relate to them. Um, because they're they're good. They're good. The production's good. And, you know, they're great choruses. It's a a good rock and roll record.
0: Robert, I absolutely love the breakout hit and video for the single, Since You've Been Gone. Jim McCarty's guitar solo rocks. Tell me more about this song.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, The video came out really well. Um, Jim McCarty, um, there's two rock and roll rock rock stars named Jim McCarty one plays drums for the Yardbirds, which is the band that spawned all the English guitar greats from starting with Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck and then it eventually morphed into Led Zeppelin Um, that's not the Jim McCarty we're talking about we're talking about the Jim McCarty that was the original guitar player for Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Jenny take a ride um, Little Latin Loopy Lou um, Devil with the Blue Dress. Anyway, um, Mitch had left uh, the Detroit Wheels, um, went to Vegas, and left them in New York. And so Jimmy McCarty was friends with Jimi Hendrix and got to know him recording at the, at the record plant in New York. Jimi Hendrix suggested to Buddy Miles, um, who had a band called Buddy Miles Blues Express. Buddy was a great drummer. He was a, like a jazz blues drummer. And so Jim McCarty, my Jim McCarty, that played on our record, he took Jimi Hendrix's spot in Buddy Miles' Blues Express and then ended up in Los Angeles with Carmine Appice and Tim Bogart from Vanilla Fudge and started a band called Cactus. Cactus is uh, Eddie Van Halen's favorite band. Uh, Jim McCarty's, Eddie Van Halen's number one influence on guitar. Um, one of the Cactus songs, Parchman Farm, Van Halen ripped it off for Hot For Teachers, the same idea of the song, only Van Halen actually had a hit with theirs. So a lot of people don't don't know Jim McCarty. Um, he was in a regional band out of Detroit called The Rockets that Eric Clapton actually got signed in the mid-70s, late 70s, maybe 77. Um, and Jim, Jim is just really, he's a fine guitar player, uh, all the famous people, uh, well-known uh, from Billy Gibbons to Joe Bonamassa to Warren Haynes. When they come through town, they they call Jim, and they want to play with them. They want him to sit in. And so uh, I I wrote this song called Since You've Been Gone, and I, I kept hearing Jim McCarty playing on this song. And so I just figured, well, I'll call him up. I'm friends with him. I called him, and he wasn't doing anything. He happened to be home. And I said, hey, I got this song. It's got your name on it. Come on down and, you know, pay your uh, – your your session fee. So he came down and he cut the thing. He never heard the song at all. Didn't send him a track or He doesn't do computers. So he came down, heard the track the first time and started playing something. And I said, that's not what I want. I want to, you know, the Jim McCarty where you're more Chuck Berry. Think your old band, The Rockets. And then next thing you know, he, he ripped the guitar lead and just... It was amazing what he did, it was like magic and lightning was in a bottle in that room for that hour. <laughs> in hour, in an hour, I mean, doing the whole track, which is unheard of, never heard it before, and just, he nailed it, and and so we asked him to play in the video, and he said sure, and then he actually even played our CD release party, but um, then people were starting to ask him, you know, are you in this band, are you in this band, so we kind of just said, okay, you know what, well, we had some fun with this, and we're friends, and... We don't want to share any of the band stress type of thing. Uh, he's got a, a very well-acclaimed blues act called Mystery Train. They play around all around town, and um, he's playing with Cactus again. So he's got plenty of stuff happening, but he was gracious enough to play with us on this track and the video, and also our CD release. We're, we were very lucky to have him. It was really awesome. It was. <laughs> it was cool.
0: I also can't sit still when I listen to "Hey Little Girl." Tell us about that song too.
1: Oh, that's great that you like that. That was actually another song I heard Jim playing on, but he he uh, he elected just to play on on the one track. Um, uh, "Hey Little Girl" is a great song. It's it's actually the song about a girl that steals uh, a guitar from a guitar player who makes his living in the band, and I. When I was writing the song, it had old lyrics to it that didn't really make any sense, so when I was like writing the song for the album and reworking the lyrics, I, I pictured my guitar player, our guitar player in the Hamiltons, Bobby Black Hamilton, and, and some of the uh, questionable ladies that he might have dated in his life, he's actually got a great girl now that he's with, um, her name's Sugarbee. Anyway, uh, Bob's had some questionable girls, and he actually had a guitar stolen before, as well as Cranford did too. So it was kind of like mixing both of their stories together, and you know, you're having some fun with this girl. You meet her at the show, and you end up uh, hanging out after the show or whatnot. And then we wakes up the next day in true rock star form. The guitar is gone. <laughs> What do you do because you got a gig that night? So you're scrambling around you're looking everywhere for the for the girl But really it's the guitar because you need your guitar so you can go You know earn your living and whatnot and so it's really just kind of a fun song and uh, and we thought it came out really well Glad you like that one (laughs)
0: Yeah (laughs) You also have your own label Soulfire Fire Records. So how's it going with the label and is there any new artists that you want to plug? Uh,
1: absolutely. Soulfire Fire Records um, is uh, actually it's it's based uh, I, I built a sound stage and a recording studio um, and I'm still working on the recording studio in my backyard actually out here just outside of Ann Arbor Michigan. I actually had a pole bar and it was doing nothing and so um, and there's a there's a completely furnished one-bedroom apartment in there with a king-size bed in it. and so uh, that's gonna serve as the sleeping quarters for when we get the recording underway and I also have a small little like uh, cottage in the very back of my property to be able to sleep four people so we'll be able to host probably up to 10 people at a time to come do recording in the future we also have a sound stage, and it's like doubles as like really a small private venue so if people want to come do a showcase maybe for some management or for some label, other label people, whatnot. I mean, really the sky's the limit. And Soulfire Fire Records, um, whereas we're just kind of getting off the ground where the Hamiltons kind of kicked it off, um, I've got a feeling now when you say, is there any new artists? We're actually working right now with um, some very big names in the industry of people that have sold a million records. And I'm doing a separate project, so I think... I think it's, uh, that's going to be, we don't have a name for it yet, we're not exactly sure, but it's uh, kind of a top secret project, but I'm working with people that are very well connected in the industry that uh, want to try to make a hit record. You know, we're, we're in the processes of discovery right now with the material, and we just had a wonderful meeting about it tonight, and we're real excited, and so the label is actually going to turn into this full-scale thing within the next six months is what, what I'm really hoping. My dream with this label, Cynthia, is simple. Um, to establish myself uh, as an artist either with the Hamilton's or maybe with this, this uh, solo project that I'm doing so I can open the door up to be able to sign artists and put money into the artist up front without taking their publishing and out without stealing their dream. I have to tell you, and I'm not going to mention the name, but I was ripped off by somebody recently, um, and there's a lot of these people out there, unfortunately, um, that said he could get us played on mainstream radio. And I sent him a bunch of CDs and sent him a weekly payment, and he was sending me these charts, and it looked like we were charting on on this chart, and I started doing some follow-up. I initially did a search on on this company, and it came back okay. I didn't see anything negative. And then I did follow-up on it, because I started my suspicions, because I wasn't selling any records out of it, <clears throat> and so come to find out, um, these charts he sent me were fake. And the, the gentleman that I'm uh, that's kind of guiding my solo project at the at this time um, pointed out to me that uh, that's not a real chart. Um, that uh, the, the the industry standard is Billboard. And you can be an independent artist and get spun on billboard, but it takes a lot of hard work. So I want all my independent artist friends out there to just keep working hard and don't ever sell out. So back to my goal for the label, my goal is to be able to find an artist that I like, that, that I think can make a career out of this whole wholeheartedly and and, and basically invest in them and, and create packaging and uh, a logo and branding and do pre-production on their recordings and then record it and and then work on a whole show, a whole line of merchandise and say if it was like just say if it was like $50,000 to get that whole ball of wax going and then have them sign a deal with me to where I would get half until they paid me back and then after that just really only 10% and own no, none of their publishing so they get to keep their, because songs are like kids and so every one of these songs on the Angels in Love record are like children of mine. Um, so to sell sell your kids or sell what's part of you is like selling your soul, and I refuse to do that and will never do that. And I would never want anybody else to do that, and I've heard so many horror stories. Um, you know, it's a wonderful age to be in a do-it-yourself environment, but also you have to be wary because I've learned the hard way over this last year and a half that that you, just because you think you might be spending good money on advertisement, because I'm in a separate daytime business that's good, um, doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. So I've learned a lot of things the hard way, and be very careful, my friends out there, on who you're going to hire to promote your music. Really do a thorough, thorough background check and then sleep on it, do whatever you do um, before you rush into anything. Um, because there's more fake people out there than real. Unfortunately, it's just the world we live in. So my goal is to create a modern day Motown with Soul Fire Records um, where music is all that matters. And, and when you do what you love, you're not worried about money and you usually have enough money to live. So that's, that's really the goal here is to, uh, is to create something that's viable for many decades to come. So hopefully, one step at a time, we'll meet our goals.
0: You do good work, Robert Hamilton, and you have a wonderful heart.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. It's very kind of
0: you. You know that I wish you all the best, and it was wonderful catching up with you tonight. I, uh,
1: I can't thank you enough, Cynthia. Your, your voice for the independent artist, we need more people like you we really do um, you, you know we there, there's more power strength in numbers and you know doing it yourself is great in this world but you know there's always strength in numbers so people like yourself and like these other independent publications and, and people that, that promote independent artists we need more of you and let me tell you this when I become a major artist Where I'm not considered independent, I will always be independent. In the fact that nobody's ever going to own me, I'm never going to sell my soul, and I will always help the little guy. Because you know what? We're all the little guy, and that's what makes this world a better place. Music is a gift, and it's not a right, and it's a gift that we've been given, given in our lives, and it creates so much happiness and joy. And if I have one goal with what I'm, about, what I'm embarking on in this, with this Hamilton's journey and beyond is to give the music back to the people where it belongs and to put some light in a dark industry, which is why there's so many independent artists because of the fact that industry is controlled by very few people. And these things I've found out since I've really got into this wholeheartedly of how to try to break through. And it's a very difficult process. I may or may not do it, but one thing I will always do is I will always be grateful for the gift that I've been given to be able to play, create, write, and help people smile with music. And that, that to me, is why you should be commended for doing what you do, and I really appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, and I appreciate you. <laughs> you have a wonderful evening, and I know that we'll be in touch again.
1: Oh, we will for sure. Thank you again.
0: Good night. Good night. Bye. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now. This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by Amuse Now Entertainment, a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about Amuse Now, visit us at www.amusednow.com or email me at ckahn